0: Two, three. Hey, welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Show. I am Scott Needham. I'm an Amazon seller. I've been selling for 10 years, and I actually have with uh, me today someone who's been selling with me most of those years. I have Michael White. Uh, he works for Smart Scout, and uh, but before actually Smart Scout, I was able to recruit him away from a life of sin and commodities trading. Well, I know he was doing the second one. I'm just gonna assume that that would have led him to a really dark path. Um, Michael, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks Scott, right you are.
0: Right, so, um, and like people know, I'm trying to like, uh, there's, a, I'll just be transparent, I'm trying to make the podcast more enjoyable for me. <laughs> And um, like, it's been great. I love every step of the way, but um, I kind of get tired. Uh, if people, I get tired of people that like, want to come on the show and they don't have anything new to add to, uh, they, you know, they're saying the same things. Uh, I'm going to criticize myself on that. Like I've allowed a few people that I'm like, ah, I probably shouldn't have. Um, I've used the podcast to to meet interesting people Um, Sometimes you don't find that they're not as interesting until halfway into the episode. Um, I've only pulled one episode, maybe two, uh, where I'm like, okay, this is actually just not good information and doesn't really help people. It's something that like if people like went through my back catalog of episodes that I'd be like embarrassed of. So, uh, but as I'm turning a new leaf, I just wanted to be a little bit more, you know, uh, me and my ideas, reactions to what's going on, things that I'm doing. And uh, Michael, uh, he challenges me on a lot of ideas as uh, he's got a few different hats with Smart Scout. He actually worked with Buy Boxer before purchasing. Um, and then he does, uh, helps us out with strategy, business development, uh, partnerships, all sorts of things. Um, if you probably heard me talk about like the casino, of the cloud, uh, he was the the legs that made that happen when we had a party in Las Vegas and all that, and, uh, got sponsors to kind of pay for it. (laughs) No, we, we, we put some effort into it as well, but, um, well, Michael, I I just gave you an intro. Um, what did what did I miss? Uh, tell, um, the audience your story. Um, and, and how you see the Amazon world, I, or just, just your story, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, and actually what we're going to cover today, so, so people that like, we're, we were going to cover, you know, a little bit on the uh, commodities trading, why it's similar to Amazon, what you can learn from it. We're going to talk about building in public, and then we're going to finally talk about Alexa for commerce. Um, yeah, and I've got a hot take on that. It's super hot.
1: Okay. And uh, just to clarify here. So, uh, Scott has gone over the fact that he wants to bring more pizzazz and more spice and make sure that he's bringing the heat every episode of this podcast. So, apparently, that's all falling on my shoulders, is what it's sounding like. Um, But, uh, so a little bit of my background about eight years ago. Yeah. It was, uh, I think, eight years ago this month that I I, uh, took a job in a warehouse um, doing some FBA prep. And then that's when, uh, Scott and I's relationship started. So we've been doing this for a very long time. So I've, I've seen everything from basic, like day one, we were opening up boxes, doing some prep for wholesale and then shipping them off to Amazon. And that was my first introduction to the world of Amazon. And then of course, as time's gone on, I've learned more. Um, it's, it's been a fun ride. So, uh, some of the stuff I wanted to highlight today is, uh, um, I want to talk a little bit about what I learned in the commodity space. So first kind of- I,
0: I'm just curious uh, to like highlight people, what you did for buy boxer. Um, what was the biggest, fastest order that you ever did, you know, um, like kind of hit the, hit, hit like, you know, the big order, like, you know, we're talking like a $50,000 order and how much time it took you. I'm curious what you think your biggest, fastest order that you ever created was.
1: So, are we saying the biggest and fastest, or the best order? Because those two are not probably going to be the same
0: thing. Uh, let's say let, the, the the first.
1: Okay, so biggest and fastest. Um, I've probably placed some couple hundred um, and ten thousand dollar orders. And did
0: you do any of them in less than forty five seconds?
1: No. Did you
0: do any of them in less than four minutes, five minutes? What's the, what's the shortest that you got over a hundred thousand?
1: Shortest over a hundred thousand. See, that's the thing is I actually would take my time because at the time, so it's not (laughs) going to be that interesting for you, Scott, because at the time we had lots of issues with purchasing. So Uh. I would always like double check some math, double check some things. So I probably looked, I made a point of looking at every SKU I could just to like Um. verify. So I I definitely was not just uh, slashing and burning through orders.
0: Well, uh, you know, I've slashed and burned through a lot of orders. I'm uh, we we programmatically would ship out a hundred orders a day, and they probably total about two hundred to fifty thousand. Yeah. Um, so you you weren't involved in that. You were on the more disciplined side of things.
1: I you know I tried. I mean, it would still be under an hour usually, yeah. about forty five minutes.
0: Yep. Okay. Now back to. Um, you were talking, so when we're talking commodities trading, just think that like, what is a commodity? It's just a basic good, oil, corn, things that like there is no distinguishing feature from others. You can even argue that some types of software is a commodity because there's just so many options to do the exact same thing. Then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes uh, a race to the bottom.
1: Yep, it exactly. And the fact is, is, um, so commodities, the technical term is raw materials, but I'm with you, Scott. I think many businesses are commodities and they don't realize it, but um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think recognizing it can help you to kind of strategize for the future. So um, even if I was, so let's start off like from the angle of like a commodities trader, how do you differentiate yourself if you're literally selling, so at the time I was selling corn oil, Um, and you can buy corn oil from any number of people. So why buy it from me? What was the differentiating factor that you have? So uh, there wasn't anything extra that I could do to the oil. Um, and we're, we're selling this in giant quantities, right? So truckloads of oil now. So that's, that's 48, I think it's 48,000 pounds of oil at a time is how we would sell it. So there's no, nothing I can do. I can't color it or do anything stupid like that to change it, right? So how do I differentiate it? What it's going to come down to in the commodities world is actually a relationship. Having a relationship with each customer is what's going to get you future business down the line. Um, there's a saying, and I really like it. Um, I think this applies in any business relationship, but you need to make sure that you share the sheep and not skin it. So basically the idea is have a relationship that you're going to be able to make money from for years to come, not just like a one-off killer deal. Sometimes people feel a tendency that they need to win business. And that means that I need to win every single interaction I have. Having a good profitable relationship with somebody over the course of 30 years is far better than fleecing them once at the beginning of a relationship.
0: Oh, that is very applicable to like what we see I, uh, you know, in the e-commerce world, uh, you know, you, you can do a one-off buy with a distributor and just do whatever you can to get like a, the deepest discount um, or, you know, you just go for that win-win now there, 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 there's, there's a ton of applications of that because some of some people selling on Amazon, they are selling straight commodities. There is no differentiating, especially if they're selling branded products when there's like 20 sellers, that is basically the same thing as a commodity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, there are things. So if, if your variable can't be the product, because that's kind of the world that you walk into in the commodities world is like, okay, the product is the product. So what can you control? So I sat next to a trader, and he understood three things. And these three things were enough for him to be successful in trading. He understood supply, he understood demand, and he understood logistics, how to get from point A to B. And if you understand those three things, you can be a successful trader. Just like that, I think in the Amazon world, if you can understand supply and demand, which right now we do analytics, right? To figure out, okay, uh, is there opportunity? If I'm a wholesaler, I need to know, is there opportunity hopping on this brand? If I'm looking to arbitrage, how long of an opportunity do I have? How much margin is there? And how confident am I that I can execute this deal now? that's, it's a little bit different in the private label space, but still understanding.
0: I I actually don't think it's that different because supply for a lot of people is just like, how comfortable are you finding manufacturers? Like, that's it. Are you really comfortable in that space? That's your supply. And that could be China, Mexico, that could be your backyard. If you, you know, if you're selling grass Um, and then like logistics, like it's, I think it's super similar. And like the tools like Smart Scout. That's like helping you f- understand demand.
1: Yep. No, it, exactly. But also the other thing too is like understanding, like, okay, are what what are supplemental products? What are what are products that are that that can maybe get in my way a little bit? Um, so another example here is I would analyze other other random fats, other random oils that I knew I would end up competing with. I think that's important if you're, especially in private little spaces, like, okay. Maybe I'm looking at a niche, but like what's, what's a sister niche that maybe could be competing with me later down the line, I think is an interesting way of looking at it. Um, another thing that I think is super interesting that's kind of was a takeaway for, for me is you could do all the analysis in the world. And I think this is very real to anyone who's sold anything on Amazon ever. You can do all the analysis in the world until you've taken on a trade, until you've made that purchase decision and now you have inventory that's when everything becomes real um you can be a fan, you can be a fantasy football coach as long as you want to be but the second you actually start buying products that's when you're triple checking and saying okay what's the sell through looking like what's everything looking like and so if you're like kind of on the edge waiting you're never going to know the experience until you actually have put money in the game and enough skin in the game then that's when everything changes and it's almost like your brain hits this a second is- gear
0: the, the, the this that was too deep for this podcast. We usually stay at surface level. That, um, so Michael, you're coming in with, with too much heat. Uh, okay. Now, um, there's so much that we could talk about on this. Um, you have written down in our notes, uh, you know, uh, features and relationships. We talked a little bit about like relationships, but we. Didn't really talk about that.
1: Yeah. So relationships, super interesting, especially in the Amazon world, right? Because um, I'm not calling someone on the phone. It's not someone that I can have a face-to-face conversation with. So you're kind of having, not unlike this podcast, you're having kind of a one-sided conversation where you're going to listen to what we're saying. And then we, we will get some feedback for you. And how many, how, many, how many people listen to this, how many downloads we get, and maybe some comments here and there. But really, we have, to pro- we have to try and provide as much, as much features, as much quality on this end to make sure that like you feel like that relationship's strong. The exact same thing with like an Amazon product. How are your graphics? How does your product look? You, you have to go above and beyond. You almost have to act like you're the super extroverted one in the equation because you're not going to hear from the other half of it. Right. Uh, at least not until you're looking at your bottom line.
0: So those are yeah, yeah yeah you're talking about like those things are kind of like features, but the relationship doesn't uh, you know it's a one-sided relationship that uh, but when someone like receives a product like there is like a relationship with the product there's a use that they use it and you can set a lot of parameters you know from product inserts to um, you know, even like maybe small little instructions and text in here on the product there, or this, you can even introduce humor. Uh, not, not every product deserves this, but like, you know, how how funny would it be if like you have, a, you know, say it's a baby product, but like there was like some little sentence underneath, like the, say it's like a spoon or something feeding and like underneath it, like there was something there that showed personality. And if it's, if it's interesting enough, um, I'm thinking of like, I have like no idea of like, what would really be really funny, but like, even in a sentence, like your baby's like, we've got you covered, your baby's like, you know, gonna do fine. Um, And if someone read that, like, they're going to look at you, they're going to look at your product a little bit differently. They're going to look at it again. They'd be like, oh my goodness, like the brand name, that's a relationship.
1: So this isn't a physical product but a great example i thought of is there's a signup form and uh as you go through that process it's um um as you're walking through the signup form process and it's asking for your first name it's like what is what is what does your mom call you and then like a nickname it's like what do your friends call you just a little way of personalizing and making kind of adding a little bit of like maybe a little bit of uh of character to the conversation um so um hold on one second i'm gonna mute for a minute and then let's let's pause here you know another important thing about having a relationship it, it implies that you understand who you're talking to so this is where i think building out a customer avatar and understanding like who's buying your product um those are the ways that you can actually know, like what are some things that this type of person is going to actually appreciate? They kind of go above and beyond, and while that these kind of cross the border between features and relationships, these are how you can distinguish yourself from the masses.
0: Interesting, and um, so I mean every every product is a little bit different, and uh, you know we we've talked some things that are a little bit more private label focused, and some things that are a little bit more uh, reseller focused. But um, I I bet you we could probably take this same conversation from from like five different angles uh, and uh, see like, you know, how like, you know, uh, when I think of commodities trading, I think of like Wall Street kind of stuff, like, and how that applies to, you know, uh, a marketplace like, you know, Amazon is a market, a marketplace. Okay, different subject. Uh, but still effective for uh, you know all sorts of business. I've, you know, I'm gonna tell people, well, some people kind of know why I do the podcast. There's a lot of reasons, but there's actually it, it has a name um called it's uh, in marketing uh, that it's it's growing in popularity, uh, building in public. I may have brought this up on the podcast before, maybe not. maybe, I, but um, what building in public is about, is talking about what you're doing in the space of people that are doing something similar or uh, uh, that would be interested in buying it. So, say, uh, here, here's a great example of building in public. I've got a friend right now building a supplement brand. And you know what? He could probably do it all himself uh, and launch a product and get all right. But what's building in public for him? It's just like, you know, uh being in a in a group of like-minded people it, it's it's for triathletes this like supplements for endurance running and he and like just like telling people what he's doing is not only going to like be good marketing for him it will give him like initial customers but it'll get feedback fast and so this is a form of building in public like i i've built a few amazon businesses and I get a lot of feedback that I act on every single episode. And um, I think there's a lot of cases of of specifically uh, um, um, private label sellers, like you can build your brand. You can find the community that cares and and build alongside them. You know, find people that are interested especially if you have a consumable, I mean, uh, or, uh, like beauty, anything that like people like actually build a relationship with, uh, you should be there, uh, sporting goods. You know, you should be like talking to like pickleball enthusiasts all the time. If you were like selling pickleball paddles, you should understand how they think what they care about. And and you should be talking about your journey. Um, again, it's, this is a lot like commodities. Like this applies to, uh, different types of uh, businesses in different kinds of ways. Um, and, you know, my building in public, I talk about SmartScout all the time. We now have 1500 paying users uh, that, you know, they pay for uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of things, but, but mainly really I invest everything back in the business. I swing for the fences and my wife hates that. Um, but like, you know, we, we, we build in public and I know every business can do better at building in public. I actually, I didn't even like think about this, but like, if you want to email me, scott at smart scout.com. If you wonder how you can build a public better or how you can market, like say, if you want to build an Instagram channel, like I've got recommendations. If you want to do like, I've, I have, I've, I've have experienced with like nine to 10 marketing channels right now. And actually Michael is involved with a lot of those and has, has really, um, uh led the way for us in um them actually i'm curious what are some of the marketing channels that you work with most and you lean into and we'll see if we can find a uh um you know something that that could relate to an amazon business today
1: yeah so um lately you of with us the whole like building in public lane of things we've been working on building out just short form video it's something that we weren't um we didn't have a lot of experience in but we've we've been building it out and it's been a process um I'll say this anyone who's like maybe like hesitant to do anything like this you will get better at it it's amazing how like we're every video we make is a little bit better than the videos before it. Every once in a while, you have one that you're maybe not as thrilled with, but like the process, you just get better. You understand better.
0: I I totally agree. I think um, from the writing perspective, we've like nailed it. So uh, this short video is is, is the way I see it. There's three or actually, actually like four or five of the huge tech platforms that are like, really pushing short video, short vertical video. And it's one reason why, because TikTok is just like taking over the world. They are becoming the most engaging entertainment platform in the world. And everyone and I wants to catch, capture a little bit of that lightning and use the advantages that they have. You know, Instagram has Reels and they have a better social graph of like who you like, your interest and your, what you're interested in and your friends. Um, then YouTube, obviously people could know them as like a video platform, probably the best in the world, like specifically what they do around like, you know, content creators, video content creators. And then there's TikTok. So you could create one short video about what you're doing and post it in three places. Um, what is our success so far, Michael?
1: you know we've had we've had a couple videos that have hit a little over 5000 views um and that's just like in a short period of time so we'll see the interesting thing with instagram is it actually tends to have like a long tail so you might think hey i'm not going to have anything i i know one of my first reels that i made it had almost no views and then a couple months later started getting views and now it's got over 10000 views and it's just so you just never know how long of a tale you're going to have on Instagram, yeah. which is super fun. Man, I
0: could talk about this forever. Um, we are doing a series right now where we're we're uh, trying to merge Amazon business content with like general entrepreneurship. So it's like telling like business stories. And um, two things have happened. One, I've seen some other sellers that, actually are doing a decent job of like content themselves. There's a, this person does food and like their TikTok is just absolutely full of like food related short videos. And I tagged them and I know they saw it and we've DM'd uh, each other a little bit. If you, this is just like a marketing channel and a marketing engine, a chance to build in public. We're doing it because we use uh, Smart Scout data to actually like help us tell these stories uh of like businesses you know how they've grown where they're doing it you know uh, a guy out of alaska does 7 million a year selling teething uh toys and he's nailing it he and um we're using smart to like kind of tell that story i think there's a lot of storytelling going on and and short videos are, are not that complicated if you just understand you need a hook you need a story and then, like you know, call to action, like something interesting. Like it, 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 you don't even actually have to always have the call to action. If it's, if it's a good enough hook, like you know, you get the subscribers or whatever. Either way, um, we're 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 deep into marketing territory. Let's um, close. Uh, let's make sure we 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 land the plane of this episode. Uh, it's been a little bit more, and, and and actually, we're gonna have Michael come back. Uh, you know, more. I don't always like talking to myself, um, and I sometimes it gets a little stale. <laughs> um, so, um, Michael, have you heard about uh, the new stuff that Amazon is doing with Alexa for sellers?
1: No, I I'm kind of out of the loop on that one.
0: So, I think for a while you've been able to buy something from Amazon through Alexa. But now they're like they keep wanting to like make it more of a thing um, that brands you can go in to Alexa and like program some answers to questions, so someone can say like, "Hey Alexa, how do I use this vacuum?" Uh, and maybe Alexa knows what you've bought, and like if the brand goes in and answers like that question, like Alexa will give you an, an educated answer. So I hate this. I just think it's like, uh, I don't think it's the way the future is going. Um, I think, for example, TikTok is doing more for e-commerce than Alexa ever will do Uh, because when's the last time? It's it's basically, it's like, you know, what's amazon.com without any pictures? That's what it is at best. It's like, also, it takes away options. You know, what products are you ever going to buy without seeing it first? Maybe corn oil. That might might be the only thing you're like, I don't need to see it. Um, I I know what this looks like. But even then, you had to see it the first uh, at some point. Uh, Have you ever seen corn oil?
1: Uh, Not before then. I had never seen it before.
0: Um, But I just think this is kind of a a nothing. And, you know, Amazon does a lot of things, a lot of interesting things. We talked about tailored audiences a little bit on the last one, and we could still dive into that some more. On another episode, but like that's real. That's that's a move that's gonna like change things. Whereas like this Alexa for commerce, not a fan.
1: I mean, this is this is anecdotal, but all I know is if if and this is of course using a different search um, search service. But whenever I use Siri, if I have to ask multiple questions to Siri, that's when I just reach for the phone and I'm searching for it myself. Yeah. I don't have like a lot of to- like tolerance. Um, I'm willing to hear one or two answers and then that's, then that's it. So I don't know who wants to sit and have a long conversation with their Alexa about buying a product.
0: No, especially when like, this is like when an image tells a thousand things, when I'm taking an image just like a search result, you see your eyes can disseminate, uh, 50 data points, like immediately you see images, reviews, uh, title prices. And to get that over, like I stopped listening to voicemail. I've had a voicemail set up for like 10 years because it's a chore to listen to it. So that's basically what voice commerce is like. I'm I'm like sell all day. I've heard people talk big about it. And I think it's just a total, uh, yeah. So prove me wrong world. I cannot wait for this to still be not, nothing in 10 years that like Amazon is still like, you could use Alexa. I'm going to, I can't use that analogy for every episode or it's going to get really annoying, but um, we, I actually launched something yesterday called rank score. Uh, Rank score is, is basically, I would say like organic impressions. Everyone knows impressions that you pay for, like the advertising impressions, but like organic impressions is slightly different because, you know, there could be hundreds of different search terms that you are ranking on. And like, sometimes you're ranking number one, you're ranking number 10 and this rank score is basically scoring all of your different uh, search terms, the relative um, search volume of that, and then we just aggregate that all together, and what you can do with that is a lot of things. Um, You can see a prime day halo effect. If someone runs a lightning deal, yeah, sure, you're gonna have like additional sales, but you could see where the impact is coming from Are there search terms that all of a sudden you just like started stealing ranking on? And, you know, which ones move the biggest needle? So, you know, if you want to see like organic growth over time, this is it. And you could, you know, you could look at your competitors. You could even do a search of our entire product database of rank score being like, okay, what products in this subcategory have done this, you know, growth or have shrunk uh, this much? So that's um, just a little mini announcement. Um, Michael, thanks for your first uh, joining us on the first episode.
1: Yep, thank we got, you.
0: We got one more planned, okay, and, and then we'll we'll wait to see what the audience reaction is, and if they give you a thumbs down, sheesh.
1: yeah,
0: then you will, we'll we'll keep you just in the uh, on the other side of the marketing team.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you don't want me front facing, that's for sure. Um, but if, there, if there's one takeaway that I think everyone should take away from this episode, it's watch for Scott's exclusive sell with Alexa course. It's going to be dropping here any day. Be ready to hop on and smash yeah. that buy button.
0: Yeah, try never. Okay, thanks, everyone. Uh, t- tune in next week or even maybe I launch this, you know, where we start doing two a week. Who cares? Um, okay, everyone have a good one. See
1: ya. One, two, three. <laughs>